I'm your host, Adrian, and thank you for joining us on this wonderful, wonderful Monday morning, something we call Friday. Thank you for making us the first listen every day, and we thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's jump right into it. So Friday, we had the Warriors and the Mavs. Warriors and Mavs Friday, we had Luka with a massive class, 42 and 8. But that was all set aside because of a Kevon Looney legacy. Kevon Looney went out there and had 21 and 12, 10 for 14 from the field. He just dominated the paint. Simply dominated the paint. There was nothing, there was absolutely nothing the Mavs could do about him. Um, Maxie Kleber, Dwight Powell, Davis Bertans, all of them were way too small to do anything and affect Von Looney at all. You look at the uh, rebound battle, the Warriors won the rebound battle handedly. You look at the bigs that they had on Von Looney, you go from Dwight Powell, you go from Maxi Kleber, you go from Davis Bertans. They, none of them, they, they combined for, what, four rebounds, five rebounds? And Von Looney was just simply dominating right there in the paint. Uh, Maxi Kleber cannot hit a three Friday. Neither can um Davis Bertans wasn't really shooting the best. He well, he only played seven minutes, but he did hit three shots. But it was really Maxi Kleber wasn't really hitting the shots, and they kept running him out there to be that man. Dwight Powell didn't really get that much run either, and there was not much they could do. So at first the Warriors were cooking because Steph was cooking on his own. Steph was just simply cooking Friday. There was nothing they could do. And then, at first, his three-point shot was not falling. So, what he started doing was attacking the basket. Like I always say, like he, he is phenomenal when it comes to scoring inside the paint. So, you had Steph going out there, attacking and slashing. And it's like, you have to help on Steph. You have to, you have to show multiple bodies at Steph. And every single time they helped on Steph, Von Looney was there. He was there for a dump off. Simple dunk. Simple go straight up. Doesn't matter if he was there to help or not. Von Looney did. Like, once again, Von Looney is doing what DeAndre Ayton and Rudy Gobert were supposed to do. Um, Von Looney is the tallest big man left in the playoffs. No, he's only like, what, like 6'9", 6'10". I keep calling him a 7-footer, but he's basically a 7-footer to him. Plays like a significant big, but that way into where they're like, you know, he's not technically a seven-footer. He's basically a seven-footer. And he's just going straight up because he's like, y'all are six eight, Y'all are too small. Straight up, dunk. Straight up, dunk. Straight up, dunk. There was not much they could do about that. And that was basically the story for game one. They helped. And right there, they helped. And then it's an easy dunk. Help, easy dunk. And it's crazy because the Mavs were dominating this entire game. The first half, it was so ugly because it was just the Mavs' domination. The Mavs won the first one, they won the second quarter handily. They were up big. They were shooting crazy. Like, in that first half, they were shooting their threes at a ridiculous, it was like 56%. And they were up big on the Warriors. They got up at like 20 20 plus at one point. Almost 30, and the Warriors just no space lead against the Warriors because they have they they have such good shooters. 
and they can light up at any time. And if they get hot, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And it is nothing you can do because they're lining for your score. You have everybody on that court outside of like everybody outside of like LeBron Looney can create their own shot. And they're all creating their own shot, cooking. And then they go to that death lineup. And then you just like, you don't have anybody. You can't guard every single person on that court. And it's just, it, it was just tough. The Mavericks can only do so much. And as Charles Barkley always says, and I know a lot of NBA Twitter is upset of hearing him say it, live by the three, die by the three. And that's what the Mavs did. You saw the Warriors threes weren't falling in the first half. They started smashing and attacking. You saw the Mavs threes. They were falling in the first half. But they kept shooting in the second half. They stopped falling. They continued to shoot them. That's just how it is. Um, and the crazy thing is, if you just look at the box score, you wouldn't even know. Because the Mavs were like 21 for 45 from the three. You're like, oh, they had a great shooting game. But then you look at it. That great shooting game happened in the first half. The second half, they struggled. And that, that that's just how it was. They blew the lead. Steph kept attacking. Kevon Looney dominated. And that was the story for game two. Let's jump right into game three, which happened last night. Um, you had the Warriors officially go up 3-0 on the Dallas Mavericks. You had Steph once again dominate with 31 and 11. Some would say you do it with him. And Andrew Wiggins was the player of the night with 27, 11, and 3. He was playing phenomenal defense on Luka while at the same time going at it. I don't think y'all know how tough that is not only guard the best player, but sit there and try to be a shot creator on offense as well. That's why you don't see a lot of players, like a lot of these top defenders in the NBA, you don't, uh, and long, like these top two players, you don't see them guard the best player until really like key moments. You might see them get a couple minutes in the third, a couple minutes in the first half if they if they start to heat up. And then you only really see them in the fourth quarter because you know, they know I have to carry such a heavy offensive load that if I'm like using all my energy on defense, then I'm no good. I'm gonna be burnt out. So it works when you have something like that. Um, Andrew Wiggins is six eight, plenty of length, just be able to sit there and just make Luca shots difficult because Luca still dot. Luca still had forty, still had forty, but it was a tough forty. He shot eleven for twenty three, four for nine from three. Wiggins made him work. He still had 40, but Wiggins made him work for that 40. And so that's that's what they just said. They can they made they're making Luca's job extremely tough while at the same time going at him on the other end and just attacking the paint at will because the Mavericks are in desperate need of a big man. Really badly. That's why I say when the Mavs bring Rudy Gobert, it's gonna be a different story. But as right now, they can only play with who they have. And Andrew Wiggins just went there. He also had the highlight of the playoffs. He had a crazy, crazy contact dunk where they try to give it. They try to call it an offensive foul. You don't call it an offensive foul on a poster. Luckily, Steve Kerr challenged it. They went the other way. They looked at it. They overturned it. Gave Luke. I mean, gave Andrew Wiggins the poster dunk over Luca, which they needed to do. And whenever they were making that comeback run. It was crazy, because we were watching that basketball game with my boys. We sitting there. Dallas is up. 
And then it was right before the one here on that ten oh one. He he had scrimmed through that bridge. It was like at, at halftime before I think one that ten oh one he had scrimmed through the bridge and then he shot that three where he's not looking anymore. He literally ran away. And he's over there shooting again. Uh you see heard my boy say, um I just really these light skinned boys dancing. These light skinned boys dancing. Once they start dancing, it's all rap. It's all rap. You gotta stop them from dancing. There was no stopping them from dancing. It just went downhill after that. Came back out. They 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 continue to attack Cook. Like there was times where Dallas made a comeback and like, okay, it was respectable game. Then the Warriors just pulled back away. It was just not much Dallas could do. Reggie Bullock literally sold them. He played 40 minutes this game. 40 minutes this game. He was playing solid defense, but offensively, he was such a menace. He was such a menace. He went 0 for 10 from the field, 0 for 7 from the three. Can't win that way. Can't win that way. You have Maxi Kleber go 0 for 5 from the field. Can't win that way. You just simply can't win that way. Luka. And um, your big three for the Mavs stepped up. Nobody else did. You had Luka with 40. You had Jalen Brunson with 20. And you had Spencer Dinwiddie with 22. How does that feel? 86 of your 109 points were scored by your big three. 86 of your 109. Or 100, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm messing them up with, with those things. 86 of your 100 points were scored by your big three. You had nine from Dorian Finney-Smith, you had three from Dwight Powell, and you had two from Davison Carter. Nobody else scored this game. Nobody else scored this game. They had 14 points from everybody else, not named Luka, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Lee. They had... 14 points. Three, five, I mean, six total people scored. That's, I guess, like, only six people scored this game, and it's crazy that it ended up like that. They needed help. They needed help in a game, in a do-or-die game, where if you go down, you know the series is over. You had, I know people are like, oh, the series is over. You still, nobody's ever came back from 3-0. We might see it in this lifetime, but we're not going to see it happen right now. There's nothing, there was just no reason to play these Blazers. Because even you start seeing the effort from some of the Mavericks players, their energy went down. They needed their needed their effort, and it just wasn't there. A do-or-die game, and you don't leave it out there all on the line. There's not much more I can say past that. Not much more I can say. Let's talk about the game from Saturday that's going to lead us into tonight's game. Um, we had the Heat Celtics. Celtics. Shout out the Heat. Shout out the Bam out of Bio. I told y'all, Bam just needed to dominate. If the Heat are gonna win this game, Bam has to take advantage of that matchup and dominate. And Saturday he did. He went out there. He put up thirty-one and ten. Six assists, four steals, one block. He went out there and did what he was supposed to do, which was dominate and let everybody know he is the best center in this um series and he is the best center left in the playoffs make your presence known make your presence known it's like you, you 
and he did dominate this. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry returned and he he didn't he didn't shoot the best, but just like the Marcus Smart um comeback, they had energy. Had a ton of energy. You had Kyle Lowry with seven straight legs up doing what he's supposed to do, and it got real ugly real fast. Struggling real fast. You had Jimmy Butler leave early in the game in the first half. He had um he has knee inflammation. And he's supposed to play tonight. We're gonna see how that goes. Um Tyler Hero's still been struggling four or fourteen from the field. PJ Tucker was cooking. He has seventeen and seven. There's no reason we can't we can't allow that to happen anymore. Sixteen and four from Maxi and Victor Oladipo. Though he didn't bring much offense to do this game, he was a menace defensively. I'm talking about he was in Jalen Brown's hip pocket all game and just ripping him and just ripping him. Just like then he still, even when he got on Tatum, he was ripping him. Bigger people have four steals. And then some of them, you don't give credit for the steal, but you're making their life tough. And they have to, like, Phoenix has some pass out of you to get away from you. And then that forces a turnover. So Vic Oladipo was making life hell as a defender. And shout out to him. Shout out to him playing elite defense such as that. The Celtics needed more. The Celtics on a day like this needed more. We had 23 turnovers. We cannot take care of the ball. And I get Miami has an elite defense. They do. We also have an elite defense. And the thing is, the, the problem I have is not all of these turnovers are caused by Miami's elite defense. A lot of these turnovers and what are laziness by the Celtics, like cross court passes, like one arm cross court pass where you just lazily toss it across. Can you think they're not gonna just run the pass on you? To him, you're like, oh, let me just throw it over there. And it's like, no, they play that pass and they rip it. Not being careful with their dribble, you see them trying to ISO and they just lose the handle. That happens so many times. You're gonna lose the handle. You're saying losing the handle, trying to dribble out a double team. Not making the correct pass, not making the correct read. Miami was making it difficult for them. They are, but the Celtics are also being lazy into where they don't want to take that extra step to make the right play or make the right pass or anything of that sort. And that's what's frustrating to me because it's like y'all y'all can avoid this. Y'all really can avoid this, but you're choosing to be lazy. You're choosing to be lazy and choosing not to attack. Y'all have literally, Miami has only won two quarters in this entire series. And in those two quarters, they make up for a difference. They make a giant difference. Boston is shooting well. Boston is rebounding. Boston is literally outplaying Miami in every category outside of turnovers. Those turnovers are causing so many wide open fast breaks or that they're just running. They're making a difference. They're, the turnovers are really the difference in the series. We're gonna. It's gonna be tough tonight. It's gonna be tough tonight because Jason Tatum might not play. Jason Tatum might not play tonight. He he landed on his shoulder, and I love E Culture and I shout out to E Culture. But some of these new fans, new new NBA and Twitter fans and NBA like media fans in general, are very annoying. They're like like you like I know. Um, I was talking to my other boy. He's a Warriors fan. He's been a Warriors. Is fan for like the past 25 years, and it's crazy because, well, like almost 30 years, yeah, almost 30 years, 
is crazy because he hates the new Warriors game so much. But he's like, they they're so talking to where they're like, if people get hurt, they're talking to other enhanced blocks. They wish for injury. They wish for down balls. They wish for things like that. They also are toxic to their own team where they hate their, like, they're like, they're so wishy-washy, like, they want to trade every player on their team, but they still want to trade and play. But I bring this up because I'm talking about Heat culture, because when Jason Tatum went down, the Heat fans is like, oh, blah, 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 Chris Bryant, your shoulder's probably not even hurt, stop faking your injury. And it's like, what are y'all talking about? Y'all saw him grabbing his shoulder the whole time. He left the game. He's questioning he might not even play tonight. He's more likely going to play now. He's just going to he's gonna try to push through it because it is the playoffs. And y'all are just sitting there like, oh, no, nah, he's fine. Get over it. Stop crying. Stop all the blah, blah, blah. And then we all saw. Like, like, why are we acting like we didn't see Marcus Smart fall? We saw, everybody saw Marcus Smart laying and how ugly that landed on his ankle. And then Kyle Lowry laying on his ankle afterwards. Everybody saw that. They did the replay like three or four times showing how bad the injury was, how bad it looked. And he fans are sitting there like, oh, no, he's faking, quit crying. This is just like a Paul Pierce situation. Y'all are comparing Marcus Smart to a Paul Pierce situation. They're like, oh, no, the Celtics are so annoying because they always try to, like, fake an injury to try to make them keep, like, John Marbles. I'm like, no, no, no. And then they're like, they're saying, that's why y'all lost anyway, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Y'all, y'all, this guy is actually hurt, and y'all are calling him faking, and they say all this faking is gonna, they hope you get a real one, it's like, we saw the injury, like, again, they replayed the injury, like, that's so disgusting to wish injuries on players, to not respect injuries on players, and stuff like that, because these are still human beings, and it's just so disrespectful, I think, um, Celtic, other than that, Celtics, I'm gonna keep it short, Celtics gotta answer tonight, they have to answer tonight, if Celtics go down 3-1 tonight and Tatum doesn't play, uh, I'm, even as a Celtics fan, I'm counting. I'm going I'm to wrap it up. I'm going to say it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Wrap. There's no reason y'all should do this. Y'all should go down. Y'all should, y'all should easily tie it up 2-2. Jimmy Butler is going to be, if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. We need we need Tatum to get back. Even if he's not 100%, you got you to gotta give us something. You have to give us something. Jalen Brown has to step up. He had 40 Saturday, too, which is crazy, but we got to limit those turnovers, get another master class like that, and let's make it a series. Anyways, that's everybody, everybody listening to Athletes Podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember, respect yourself, and we out. Yeah.